Cliff and Kindle time. Stay away the hell from my 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 Get out and get out and live. What happens in between my legs is my own business. Cliff and Kindle, Cliff and Kindle, Cliff and Kindle. Forever and always and always and always. My dinger is working. Cliff, hello. Hello. Hello, is anybody there? Is anybody it's there? Me. Is anybody out there? there. Listeners, is, are, is anyone out yeah. there? Is anyone listening? Well, Kendall, you know, <laughs> we're going to just follow that old adage, dance like nobody's watching, podcast like nobody's listening. Cliff, it's all right. It was rhetorical anyway. <laughs> Those are rhetorical. This whole show is rhetorical at this point. <laughs> I'm rhetorical. That's okay. that's okay. Kendall, this is a wonderful episode about ghosts. <laughs> it's a little early to call it a wonderful episode, but... I'm calling it now. Wonderful episode. Wonderful show here, folks. Wonderful show happening right now. We happen to be in the booth. Uh, and we're at, we're at the old abandoned East Busheltown Hospital. They have abandoned it and stripped a, a, a whole bunch of stuff out of it. It's just like a shell of its former self. I don't it's even know if there's... Yeah, I don't think there's electricity here anymore. That's why we got the booth generator going outside. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it's just so weird, but I'm glad we did bring the booth and ask Charles, the contractor, to set it up. Because I don't want to be going around here trying to drag out old chairs or whatever it is, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn. I understand her frustration, but I don't, I don't want to lift things. Well, yeah, no, nobody wants to do that. I mean, there's mold everywhere. Um, we have learned to bring our booth everywhere we go. It gets us out of all kinds of situations, and we can record a show wherever we need to. Yeah, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Turn. She is all upset about those chairs that she donated for the waiting rooms. They're they just left them like she's like old old boot. They just left behind. So she's just picking them up. She's like, well, then somebody else can take them. Well, you know, waste not, what not. It's what I'm sure someone has said at some point. But Kendall, Sounds that familiar. wasting not and wanting not is not what the show is about. It's a ghostly nope. show, mostly ghostly this week. The ghostly Kendall was starting off the ghostly show by doing a mini countdown, as you said, of ghost songs. Some great ghost songs. Some great ones. Fun, 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 fun. You know, we don't want to remove all tension. We want a lot of that dynamic tension in this countdown. So we're going to immediately say that a couple songs are watching over like the angel watched over the nativity scene. And those songs are, oh, Kendall, this one, if I, I won't outlive you. But if I did, I'd make sure they played this one <laughs> at your funeral. Grim, grin, and ghosts. Grim, grin, and ghosts. And how they come out to and don't try to hide so that one is a, an honorary specter above us all and uh, ditto the original Ghostbusters song because even though we might get into a big argument about it, is it about ghosts is it about the busters of ghosts I'm going to go ahead and say it's one of the great ghost songs and it, it, it it's hovering in the neighborhood Hovering spiritually above us all, just like Grim Grinning Ghosts of Disneyland. So, Kendall, with that, with that being said, if I hear the listeners shiver with Antissa, yeah, patient. Flip. All right, here we go. I'm gonna flip a space ghost coin. Oh, flip it, flip it out. I want a hovering, bodiless head. Heads it is. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Shit, We shit. all know what that means. Gonna be a scary number one. Shit, 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 shit. shit. All right, all right, all right. Kendall, we're gonna start out in a scary way by going 
outside what you might think of as a ghost song, even though it is a song with ghosts in the title. And no, it's not because Terry the Temp and I are going to go see Harry Styles here in merely hours. It's just in the in the dozens of hours at this point before we go see Harry Styles. This is a song by Harry Styles from his first album, which was called Harry Styles. And the song is called Two Ghosts. <gasps> Two Ghosts. We're not who we used to be. We're not who we used to be. We're just two ghosts standing in the place of you and me. Trying to remember how it feels to have a heartbeat. Oh, bro, oh such deep, deep lyrics Where's the and place? more and groovy tunes. That's what you can expect from Harry Styles. Groovy tunes. So. Coming in at number six, that groovy tune. Two ghosts. This was all Two ghosts. Harry Styles, Kendall. Hope that sweetens your watermelon sugar. Oh, <laughs> uh, Cliff. The next song on this beautiful ghostly countdown is a song. Beautiful ghostly. That I first heard when you put it on a mix CD many years ago for me. Uh, on the very first Halloween mix CD. I'm sure I, it was probably real to real back then. Yeah. It was definitely. I did it on the Steinbeck. Yes, I'm just gonna I'm see if I can do it justice. <clears throat> just moved in my new house today. Haunted House, I love that one. It's a good one. I, every year, when I get the Haunted or the Halloween music out, when that one comes on, it gets stuck right there in my brain, and I just, I sing it all Halloween season. <laughs> it is, it's a great one. Definitely one of these old days. You know, I've had so many successful artistic projects, like my single collection, my new album in parentheses and someday i'll have to do a halloween album a full one. Oh, cliff don't get us excited don't tease us and definitely i think that one that one is definitely in contention and there's gonna be a lot of ones a lot of ones you're gonna have Wanna, to uh, put a spell on you better be there's in gonna there be too. a lot in there and you're gonna have to really work out the your virtuoso side when that day comes kendall let's get it going cliff. just let's so you know going. got a lot of deep cuts i'm gonna need you to somehow figure out how to play all right uh next on the countdown is what is it four four already yes. already four? already Kendall, well let me tell you i want to tell you before four i want do want to tell you something ghostly that happened to me this very week Ooh. Ooh. first of all i've gotten so much clumsier since i i would attribute it to turning 40 but i attribute it to that time i secretly had the coronavirus i think that that is what did it. I'm, I'm a clumsy oaf at this point, and I blame it on the secret <laughs> coronavirus that I had. <gasps> Kendall, something ghostly happened to me this week. All right, I was in my little apartment, which is a converted storage closet inside an old shut-down teen youth center downtown Busheltown, and I was there, and I, you know, I have a lot of Halloween decorations up, and I happened to look over. This was happening on Sunday morning, folks. And Sunday morning, just so you know, not even not even early morning. This is like mid-late, like 10.30, 10.45 Sunday morning. I look over in a little... Did you have a beer for breakfast and then have another one for dessert? Uh, maybe. No. Uh, Stop interrupting me. You know that's not, not gonna end well. I looked over <laughs> at... Some Halloween decorations and a little ceramic pumpkin that is adorable that I've had for years and years. And I happened to notice that it had a big brown puddle on the top of it. And I thought, <laughs> what in the world is this big brown puddle? 
and I noticed like it, it was something was you know obviously like had dripped on it or splashed on it and it had splashed sort of like it was on the table underneath and it had splashed a little bit on the wall behind and I thought what in the hell and so and it was like a brown liquid had Mr. Snodbottom been over? no 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 now, this, so this is early morning, and they were at church, so I, I ruled him out right away. But I, I, I smelled it. I didn't do what people, you know, cops <laughs> do on shows where they just taste stuff taste on the floor. It. But Ugh. I smelled it, Idiot. and I could tell that it was a sweet, that it was sort of sweet. So I thought, I thought, oh, somehow, completely unaware, I had sweetened my coffee and just splashed a bunch of it over <laughs> on this jack-o'-lantern. And so I thought, okay, I did that. That was dumb. And I don't know why I did it, but I did. And so I went about cleaning it up. And it was, you know, I cleaned it, cleaned it. And I wiped it off the wall. And so I I walked away thinking, well, I sure don't even remember being over there with my coffee. But okay, I guess I did. There's no other explanation. And I went about my life, watched a couple episodes of Rhoda on DVD. Went back in the kitchen area for more snacks and foods, and <laughs> and I happened to look over at the recently cleaned jack-o'-lantern, and god damn it, if it didn't have <laughs> the beginnings of another little brown puddle. And I thought, what in the H, what in the hell is happening? And I, I didn't know, and I thought, I know I haven't been over there with any coffee between now and the time I just wiped this off. So, and I, I looked up at the ceiling because I've lived in a leaky apartment before, and I thought, God only knows what this is. is. But, but here's the other thing. It's also underneath, like, the shelf. So, it couldn't even be from the ceiling, okay? But I looked up at the ceiling, yeah. and there's nothing from, the ceiling was fine. So, I began inspecting the other decorations that were around there because it was under a shelf and so i looked up above at the shelf and i noticed there were some little blop gloplets up there and uh and of course i have many collectibles and just fine uh you know objects to art on display and the museum it's a museum and i happen to be you know three shelves up on the top, I'm gonna, I'm trying to cut it short. I'm trying to say what well, I had an Elvira, like. yeah, I had an Elvira <laughs> figure that had, that was standing in a puddle. I had a Fozzie Bear that was standing in a puddle. I, and then on the next shelf up, there was oh, there was the Wicked Witch of the West and Glinda Goodwitch of the North were in a puddle. And above the Wicked Witch of the West and Glinda Goodwitch of the North, this actually relates to the show. Everybody, long-time listeners, <laughs> will be shocked to know. And, and sorry, we're out of time. We'll continue that story next week. No, they'll be shocked to know. <laughs> if, if we did have an early commercial break, this would be a good time to say, we're to, when we return, I'll tell you what it was. <laughs> but honest to God, before I realized what it was, I, I my mind went to, well, it's a ghost. This is ectoplasm. <laughs> and, and never, ever, ever, ever in my life have I ever gone to that before. But before I looked up and saw that on the top shelf, above the Wicked Witch of the West and Glenda Goodwitch of the North, was a commemorative can of <laughs> new Coke branded with Stranger <laughs> Things. And we, do you remember now? We taste tested the new Coke versus Coca-Cola yeah. Classic, and we both agreed new Coke is better. And Well, anyway, your dreams of opening that second can someday, Kendall, on our 50th birthday have been dashed because somehow it just started leaking. I don't know. God only knows. Maybe it was a ghost, was that, a ghost. ghost that poked a hole in it. But anyway, folks, I had a leaky new Coke, and it was a big ghostly moment for me. I was just terrified. I thought it was demons from hell. I hope you're almost finished with your little hobby in here. We really need your arm strength, boys, to lift <laughs> we these have chairs. So many chairs. So, so many, many chairs. chairs. <laughs> oh, what? 
what are you talking about, Javi? You're the producer of this show. We're doing a show. Oh. We got to do it now. That's right. I keep forgetting, you know, poets, when things are not very important, how you tend to forget them. <laughs> Whoops. Let's let them pass you right by. Oh, oh well. Just speaking of things that are important, yeah. we really need to get all these chairs stacked up. I'm going to take them to the children's center, dear, so they have your wonderful chairs. We're just going to have to get them cleaned. Yes, dear. They must be cleaned, because at this point, they have a lot of rat droppings all over them. Oh, dear, who knows? Who has been in the building sitting on the chairs? We want to make sure they're clean for the children. Probably a lot of squatters have been in here. I've seen a lot of... Charles Contractor squatting over in the corner at the... Uh, He's been squatting for ten minutes, yeah. But anyway, I'm glad that you're getting the chairs. I can't wait for the Children's Center to receive them. And I would look around in the rest of the hospital, see if there's anything else that the Children's Center might need. Because you hate for the stuff to go to waste. Just because this is a creepy old abandoned hospital and it's 1030 at night because Kendall kept us all waiting all night because he had to get that fancy haircut. It's not fancy, it's just a haircut. Well, here's the deal, Kendall. I have a newsflash for you and me both. By the time we're 45... Uncle Fester time! No yes, hair. Beth, I've still um, I got plenty of time, but then I'm not even in my 40s yet. No hair by the time we're 45, Kendall. I'm calling it now. I just want to be the first on the record for saying bald is a billiard ball by the time we're 45, both of us. Anyway, Kendall, that's why I'm saying why well, make us wait for a haircut. Who is he, Bill Clinton, getting a $500 haircut? That is grossing me out. Yeah, I know this is very important, but the the chairs, dear, for the children, it would be a lot more helpful if you could help us lift the chairs. Oh, yes. Think of it as the chairs for the children campaign, boys. What would you do for children who need a place to sit? Oh, yes. I can see you winning another humanitarian award for donating these chairs. I I see uh, another uh, Potter Butter Butter Churn name going up on a building soon in your future. I can, you know, so many... Oh, dear, please. It's just a beautiful thing to witness. And as soon as we're done, should we be done with the show before Charles the contractor loads up that trailer behind his truck with all the chairs, then we will definitely you know, get get on that. But yeah, don't but don't forget we're going to do some ghost stories later. Yeah, so ghost stories. So y'all save some time. Yeah, and you might want to just you know rush, just lift as many as you can, just stack them up. Yeah, get Charles to help you. He's doing nothing over there. Nothing. Oh, dear, well, if if we can get done in time, we might come back for your show. But we've really got to get these chairs, Charles. Oh dear, yes. Stop, please. Hurry up, dear. Get those chairs moving. They're saying they want us to come right into the show. Oh, Crockpot, we're going to need you to please help us go. All right. Uh, Crockpot, put your rear in gear. Oh, but I thought you were going to put, let's say, put your ass into it or something. I don't know what I thought you were going to say. Okay, no, but speaking of Who knows what I'm gonna say. asses, I believe we're up to number four. Are we not? Uh, no, we are. Didn't you just do number four? <gasps> Did I? Did I? No. <laughs> you did two ghosts, and then I did Haunted House, and then you did another one, I thought. Maybe not. Maybe so, not. Number four. Number four. I'm going to say number four. Kendall, oh my. I hate to. <gasps> hate to do it to you, but it is a tie. It is. Oh, God. It, number four happens to be a four-way tie. Between four way, <laughs> hold on. Okay, now it's four way tie between other songs from the Ghostbusters movies. <laughs> Coming in as number four A, you've got the theme from Ghostbusters Two by Run DMC. Almost picked that just to annoy you, and then here you did doing it to me. Okay, no, I'm not afraid of any ghosts. And then for B, of course, you've got uh, uh, spirit, spirit, some people here, spirit, some people just won't go near it. Sure as I'm me, and you should know you're you. The spirit is the key to unlock the true you. Spirit, some people hear it, some people fear it. Spirit, some people just won't go near it. Sure as I'm me, and the skies are blue. The Ghostbusters are back and all brand new. Come on. Come on. Song from Ghostbusters 2 by Dougie Fresh. It's called 
Spirit by Dougie Fresh and the Fresh Crew. Kendall. A lot of fresh. And Ghostbusters 2. I don't know why people don't mention it when they talk about the great soundtracks, the movies that had just dozens of excellent songs written about them. Because one of the great uh, songs, whoa, one of, and definitely the highlight of Bobby Brown's career, not my prerogative, but definitely... The ghost buses in the end control. Yeah, okay, it's one of the best ones, and I don't want to leave out as 4D. It's a song, they think they're me, using parentheses in the title. It's called Ghostbusters in parentheses, I'm not afraid. And don't call it a (laughs) remake, Kendall. But it is by the band Fallout Boy for the 2016 female Ghostbusters reboot. And it is similar to the original Ghostbusters song, but it has just a lot of new shades and textures. Oh, you can't be ignored, Kendall. It's a four-way tie. Other Ghostbusters songs. If I felt like that would have been a four-way veto. No. If I <laughs> No, I'm just joshing you, Cliff. Alright. Uh, 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 moving on down to three Z, Cliff. Uh number three on our countdown is <gasps> Drumroll please. An old cowboy went riding out one dark and windy day. Up on a ridge he rested as he went along his way When all at once a mighty herd of red-eyed cows he saw Plowing the ragged, ragged skies, skies And up on the cloudy draw The ghost riders in the sky What would you do? Would you just shit your pants if you saw ghost riders in the sky? I, I would. think it'd be amazing. I think uh, it'd be cool. You wouldn't. If you saw Ghost Riders in the Sky, you would not just be like, hey, this is amazing. You'd be like, what is this loaf in my pants, Kendall? <laughs> well, I didn't you. say I wouldn't shit myself at the same time. <laughs> Speaking of shit myself, that happened yesterday. Did it? Did it? Did it? Like a full shit, not not a little, not oh. like a oops. I think I did, but it like a full shit. Oh, uh oh, that worries uh-oh. me. Since you know I sleep in the buff. And I know you <laughs> are opposed to that, but it's just it's the way to go, listeners. It's not only I is tried, it, I just can't. No, wrong. It's so much cooler. Wrong. It's cooler in both senses: the temperature cool and like the Fonzie level cool. It's both cool that way, and I sw- and you're moving around, your wiener or uh, uh, lady parts are flopping around all night, and it's like it just you're just in different erotic dreams. It's just like, well, that's the problem. I don't like things flopping around. I like them secured. No, that's another problem with you, Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Let's not go into that. We don't have time to call Doctor Blathers. Collect call right now. Listen, but- we're good. Another emergency session right after the show. Oh, call his name. If you want to save your soul from hell riding on our range Then cowboy change your ways to they are with us you will ride Trying to catch the devil's herd Across these endless skies If people want to know what's going on in Busheltown What is going on in Busheltown? It's just so many well, things I'll tell you. To start off with, Cliff Yeah, what? Cliff, uh, they are having... Down at the Town Square Park this Saturday, a Harvest Festival and Chili Cook-Off. They're saying, uh, get your beans and come on out. There will be rye hole games, 
pin the tail on the old mule Flappy, and much, much more. You know, they just, I think they just pull Flappy out to everything these days. Like, they're just like, oh, let's bring him out. Well, he's, you know, sort of an unofficial town mascot in many ways. I know, but they're overworking that poor mule. Kendall, it's a man in a fucking velvet suit or whatever. They don't bring... Well, he's still being he's, overworked. I'm sp- well, you know, that's... Uh, listen, you... This, is it any wonder, guys, that Disney does not want Kendo as an Imagineer? He can't even understand that it might be different people in the suit each time. Speaking of the old Mule Flappy's ass, uh, we've got the next thing on the community calendar, Kendo, and oh my god, I hope you're ready for this. Because at the Bush... Oh, shit. Kendo, the Bushletown Saltwater Aquarium. <laughs> They have got something great going on. It's the Octopus Toberfest, and it's just a big thing all about octopi. All of October, the Octopus Toberfest. And, you know, there's different things going on there. There's bobbing for octopus. It's where you put your face in a bucket with an octopus, and if it suctions onto your face, you get uh, free calamari at the Aquarium Cafeteria. <laughs> So let's hear it for Octopus Toberfest. Ooh, Cliff, that sounds like a lot of fun. Ah. I didn't even, it's been so long since I've been to the Busheltown Saltwater Aquarium. Yeah, it's been too long. long. Too long. Self-defense classes. I know you're thinking you've been needing them. We're getting, it's getting late in October. Things are scary. Yeah, time to right. Time to take some self-defense classes. Well, just going over to the Busheltown Community Center. Uh, Barry Stinkbutt will be lead, uh, leading the class and teaching you ways to protect yourself if you have to be walking outside at night by yourself and you get unexpectedly attacked. Barry says if you have any medical conditions, don't come. They don't, don't want to repeat from last time with the several unexpected trips to the hospital. Just don't come. Just don't uh, come. Uh, <laughs> they don't want to have anything to do with it. <laughs> you know, it's, I think it's an old, probably was like a sort of a, a religious song they sang on Andy Griffith's show, mm-hmm. Y'all Come. Y'all come. Y'all come. This one is, don't come. <laughs> don't come. Well, but only if you have a medical condition. If you don't, come on down. I love it, Kendall. I'm here with the, I'm here for it all. Kendall, all month of October, guess what? There are pumpkin margaritas, two for one. And even, Kendall, you can get a virgin margarita. Ooh, I was about to say, I'm, uh, it sounds good to me. It makes you sound a little bit like a member of the Taliban asking for your own virgin but you can ask for a virgin pumpkin margarita. Just one. And it's a two-for-one deal at the La Canasta de Cantero, which is a new Mexican restaurant located in the heart of downtown Busheltown. Now, this is exciting, Kendall. In addition to these delicious-sounding pumpkin margaritas, proof of vaccination they will give you, if you show your proof, they will give you a free bowl of pumpkin spice queso. Ooh, I want to get me some of that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get me a little donkey while I'm there too, Cliff. A burrito. A burrito, you damn right. Oh, I'm so hungry. It makes me want some chips and salsa just thinking about it. it makes my bottom hurt just thinking about it. Oh, that sounds good. Good, good, good. Uh, makes me want to do that, Cliff. Oh no. They're having a food drive over at the Busheltown Rescue Mission. They're asking for ice cream this time around. They said they got plenty of condiments and macaroni and cheese and milk and bread and all that stuff. They said they need ice cream. People love it. And they said if it's melted, just transfer it to an airtight container so it won't spill. And they'll just refreeze it when they get it there. I'm going to go. Whenever they start giving that out, I'm going to be first in line. Kendall, (laughs) finally for me, this Saturday from noon to midnight, there is the Fall Trust Fall-a-thon at the Trust Fall Clinic on North Shovel Street. So all those people with trust issues... Come on down. It's 12 full hours of just trusting, trusting one yeah. another. Yeah, we're, I'm not doing that again. Remember last time we went and you just let me fall? Uh, Kendall, I told you my phone dinged, and I thought it was the ding that alerted me to a new Jake Gyllenhaal paparazzi shot on Instagram. Happened to be the ding that alerted me yeah. that my battery was low. And yeah, I just, and you failed. You're fine. Trust. Cliff, number two on the ghostly countdown. Oh, oh God! God. Kendall, God. number two. Well, oddly enough, number two, a two-way tie. 
And <laughs> it is between another song, probably an homage to the other Haunted House song. This one's also called A Haunted House. And it's by the Queen of Halloween, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. And Kendall, I don't know if you've heard, but you get misgivings living in a haunted house. It's terror all about. You think you're gone insane when somebody calls your name. Then you hear the sound of footsteps echo in the hall. And it's all about Elvira's time in a haunted house. And I am down. I want to hear about Elvira's time in every single possible situation. I want her to cover what it's like living in a haunted house, what it's like being in an abandoned hospital, what it's like being in a demon-infested woods. Anything she feels the need to sing about, I'm there for. And this one happens to be about ghosts in a haunted house. That's ghosts in a haunted house. 2A. And 2B... Is Kendall, this song is about a ghastly ghoul, and he happens to be a ghost, but he didn't have even a damn head. It's the, the headless horseman, he's the worst. Now gather round while I lose a date, and what goes on when it gets late? Along about midnight, the ghosts and banshees get together for a jamboree. There's ghosts with horns and saucer eyes. Some have fangs about this size. Some short and fat, some tall and Kendall thin. Headless and some don't even Horse bother man. where That's too big on the great ghost songs. Or not to be, because that was my number one. Oh, so. So, see, you're trying to add in 1As and 2Bs and 6Cs, and you're taking all my good ones. Cliff, Headless Horseman is the number one. We're not going to even try to split that into two parts. When he goes jogging across the land, holding his noggin right in his hand, demons take one look and groan. Then they hit the road for parts unknown. Excellent. I'm so glad that it gets its own beautiful and spot here i was worried you'd say that's not a ghost it's a headless horseman i thought you might say it wasn't a ghost and even <laughs> though i don't recognize your vetoes uh or your even your input at all <laughs> that much is clear to make sure yeah i was ready to tell you that the whole first minute of that song is about how the ghosts come out at night and have the midnight jamboree and then they just lead into the one that's the worst is the headless okay, horse i had i had supporting notes for all of mine tonight <laughs> i was so worried trust me i have i had honorable mentions that i was like oh i don't know if he'll accept that one why he's out looking for a head to chop so don't stop to figure out a plan because you can't reason with a headless man it's always a toss-up because you get so many things wrong but anyway, can I want to see if in this old abandoned bathroom, if there is a toilet that flushes. If there's a hospital. Wait, Kendall, although my bladder is bursting, I want to tell you one funny thing before we, we go to our commercial break, okay? What, let's, let's finally get to that one funny thing. One funny thing. You've been waiting 30 minutes for it. <laughs> the fu- funny thing, another funny thing that happened, and not, this is not a ghostly thing, although it might have been a ghost, come to think of it, that did this. You know, Kendall, famously, the only other podcast I can officially endorse is Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. My mm-hmm. com- one of my comedy heroes, Paula Poundstone. I, just lo- I love, love, love her to death. And this past week on the show, I think a ghost was in their editing software. You know how, <laughs> you know, we have a CD-ROM that edits our show. Well, uh-huh. I don't know what kind of CD-ROM. I don't know if they got theirs at Big Lots like we did or what. But Paulus, <laughs> they, well, they stop. They, uh, you know, they have more sponsors than we do, so they have more commercial breaks. And yeah. but, but I, unlike us, they people ask specifically, please don't let Cliff and Kendall do the commercial. We'll give you the commercial. <laughs> but Paula and her co-host do the commercial, and. 
<laughs> what they did, some ghost, instead of putting in the edited version, put in, I swear, like a 10-minute long, unedited thing of them recording the commercials for the show. Oh, my God. Uh- and it was like, and it, you know, I have, I ha- okay, Kendall, I owe you an apology. I tell you all the time how terrible you are at reading things and how many flubs you do, more flubs per second than any other host. And I apologize because even them <laughs> reading the the commercial copy, they, they you know, they naturally messed up because this is the first time they read it, I guess. Yeah. And, but that's not even the funny part. The funny part was it also had their producer, who's also like on the shows a lot. They, it's just like their commentary on the commercials. They're, they're like, well, I don't know. This is just bad copywriting. <laughs> and uh, and then there was one about like they were doing like a subscription meat box. And Paula is a vegan. And she's like, well, I, I feel like I need to think of something positive to say. I'm not eating this shit. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and just like all these different things and, and the producer's like maybe you should put it this way and her, Paula's co-host is like well if if the copywriters wanted it this way maybe we should do it the way they're and not that they it wasn't like a fight but it was just it was just so insane and I kept and it just kept going on and I thought oh my god so I, and it was one of those things I thought am I dreaming this that this whole thing <laughs> Is in there, but anyway, I I sort of feel like they I had the download because I wake up like it's Black Friday morning when it's Paula uh-huh. Poundstone Day, and so I was probably I'm sure that's what the listeners do for our show. Of course it is, and it, I, but I have to say you know I was probably one of the first couple people who downloaded it, so I I bet that some they were alerted and figured it out and, and fixed it before yeah. a lot of people heard. <laughs> but I just thought, oh my god, this was, was the funniest thing and it happens it just celebrity bloopers happen even to us Kendra I've got to go to the bathroom I see they're trying to lug those chairs out of the door over there and I don't want to help Uh, I really have to go run past quick we'll be right back okay I believe in miracles and I believe Cliff and Kendall will be right back after this Sweeney Todd the demon barber of Fleet Street the new Stephen Sondheim Harold Prince musical thriller starring Angela Lansbury And Glenn Perry. What happened then? Well, that's the play, and he wouldn't want us to give it away. Not Sweeney. Not Sweeney Todd. The demon barber of <laughs> Did someone say, show me the funny? It doesn't matter now. Here come Cliff and Kindle. Cloud strikes the midnight hour. I feel them everywhere. Spirits flutter all around me and a chill is in the air. Oh yeah, people they once were, not anymore, they're dead and coming back to earth. And when the night falls, that's when they start to call. Oh, there are ghosts all around me, I think there is one under my seat. Welcome back. Welcome back. Kendall, this morning I was at the library volunteering, as I so often do, because I'm so aware of the Dewey Decimal System. It's so deep in my veins, like DNA. that to toot I, your own flute. I feel like it would be a disservice if I didn't volunteer at the library. So, to shelf books. So, I went, I was there, and I happened, I was talking to an, another lady who volunteers, and she is about, I think about 80. And I happened to mention something, I was like, oh, no, 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 something about how I was a proud 40-year-old eagle. You know, I just turned 40, <laughs> and how I was real proud and wise. Did you give her the speech that you give everybody? Well, I started to, but then it really, it was so sweet. And I, I wish that you had been there to hear it because she was like, 
40, you're in the prime of your life. <laughs> and, I, and like she was dead serious. And she's like, you are in the prime of your life. You, This is the time. This is like, enjoy. This is the night. Enjoy it. Enjoy, enjoy it. it. Enjoy it. She said, all the I'm things trying. that you want to do, do them. Uh, think about it. Plan them. Do them. Do not wait. I want you to live and don't wait until it is too late. Kendall, she said, my husband is like five years older than me and he doesn't want to leave the house. And yeah, we know you have some fat, wise-ass comment, but I don't want to leave the house now and I'm 39. But anyway, Kendall, enjoy it. We know that you're very worried about aging and it's hitting you very hard and so you're very emotional. <laughs> hitting me so hard. And you, you know, you're working through things. You're in a, a deep, deep denial. You're going through the whole grieving process for your youth, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and finally you will come to acceptance. I know you will. And anyway, I wanted to impart those words to you, Kendall, right before I ask you three letters. WTF. What the food? What the food? What the food? What the food, Kendall? What the food? Let's do it. Let's do it, Cliff. (laughs) What berries bounce when they're fresh? Berries. Uh, Cliff, are those blueberries? They are not. They are cranberries. Oh, shit. Well, they also float. I should have known they you would You should have known, because... But well, I didn't. That's all right. All right. All right, Cliff. Cliff um, <clears throat> um, um, <clears throat> find one here. Cliff, if you order an affogato, what would you get? A domo ragato, Mr. Roboto. You get that album from that uh, group in the 80s. It was... Maybe if they maybe if they gave one with every vanilla ice cream that had a shot of espresso in it, Cliff, because that is what a affogato is. Affogato, affogato, Mister Roboto. Affogato to order it. Kendall, why are jelly beans shiny? Oh, Cliff. Well, because they roll them in a roller and they pour in uh, uh, wax on the outside that coats them and makes them shiny. No, Kendo, you don't eat big fucking wax beans. It's wax beans. That's why they're shiny. Jelly beans. No, Kendo, they'd be oily. You don't get oil all over your hands. Good God. Cornstarch. God damn Kendall, jelly beans are shiny because of the shellac, which is listed as confectioner's glaze on the Uh, label. I've seen it a million times on Unwrapped. I just forgot what the ingredient that they put in there was. Oh, bury me, cover me with confectioner's glaze is all I ask. <laughs> that does sound like something I'd want to pour all over my <laughs> All right, Cliff, which, <laughs> which popular fast food... i got to call Dr. Blathers. Which popular fast food beverage used to contain whiskey and egg whites? Eggnog. No, <laughs> just a regular old milkshake. Oh, I thought the popular fast food eggnog had that. Kendall, <laughs> nope. what was the first food eaten in space? Space. The first food. Uh, Cliff, was that a jelly bean? No. Ronald Reagan, who famously loved jelly beans. That's why I said that. <laughs> Kendall, applesauce was the first food eaten what in space. What a boring space. food to be eaten in, eaten in space. Applesauce. Can you, can you hear pork chops and applesauce without thinking of Peter Brady? No, you can't. So many, so many impressions happening right now. All right, Cliff. If uh, let's see, which fast food outlet has the largest number of restaurants in the entire world? Subway. Yes, eat fresh. Eat fresh. Speaking of eat fresh, I bought this Honey Nut Cheerios, and it's supposed to have a toy. Oh. Supposed to have a what? A toy. Oh. Who is this? He's a mascot. Who is this a mascot? Oh, Chip. Is he from Cookie Crisp? Is Oh, I don't know. He doesn't look familiar to me. Well, thanks for raining on my parade. All right, that's who I got in this one. <laughs> no, I just, because I'm old. Well, let's see who I, I happen to get two. 
Let's see if I got a different one in the other. They, they don't put characters from the 80s in there like when we were kids. Well, the others are all ones you might know, but I don't know about. No. Who is this? The, oh, Booberry. Oh, now Booberry, I know. Yes, him I know. Booberry. Boo your parade is, is on again. Oh, man, this might have me going back by box after <laughs> I was going to say, I know you're going back for more. So you can get the whole cereal squad. Well, shit, I think that might happen. All right. Uh, I'll, I, you know I'll wind up with 40 chips. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Kendall, that's the end of that segment. Oh, was it moving right along? Moving right along. Loose and fancy free. Cliff, it's time to help some fucking people. No, it's time for ghost stories. Oh, that's stories. right. We're going to do ghost stories. I forgot all about those. Scared the hell out of me. Helping people can wait. <laughs> well, let's, let's go help some ghosts. Uh, so what are we, how are we going to do this? Are we going right. to go out outside? Well, and let's go out. Let's go out. Into, we'll sit over there in that empty area that Charles the Contactor you know, swept out over there. Okay. So let's grab our stuff. Ow. I, watch the end of your microphone pole. That, that went right in my butt. Oh, can you know that was my golf club? I was use it to. I was going to use it to whack rats oh. out here. Uh, All right. Oh, there's yeah, a lot of spider webs. No, oh, God, don't don't let me near those. Is that bug All spray? Right. It's some bug spray. All right. Oh, here they come. Oh, 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 are you sure we need to sit here and do this? I mean, really, there are so many chairs all around the building that we have to collect. Yeah, my back is so sore from moving all these chairs. Oh, well, why don't you come just, you know, what will probably really help your back is if you come sit over here cross-legged yeah, sit, on the floor. Yeah, sit down over here. Sit down. That'll be good. It's, it's good to, you know, kind of just relax your muscles a little bit, take a break. I know. Off, oftentimes we have campfires, but since we are in a building, we don't have a campfire. Oh, no, Cliff, I got us covered. I got us covered. Yeah? I got what? I got an app right here on the phone that shows a video of a fire that we can watch oh. as we talk about ghost stories. Did you have a better idea than All that? Right. No, I think that's a oh. great idea. We'll just sit the phone down there in the middle of us. We'll and it'll be like it's the campfire. There we go. So you can even hear the crackle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. what a lovely can... sentiment, dear. <laughs> what a waste of phone battery. I would just clean your phone when you pick that up, dear. It is really oh, filthy. Absolutely. There's I've seen a lot of rats, many the size of bread boxes. Oh, that's the scariest part of this whole thing. All right, Cliff, uh, start us out. Tell All us a right, ghost if you, story. If you wish... I, I insist. And it's my command. Your insistence is my command. <laughs> Kindle, this ghost story takes place in the olden days of Busheltown. Back in the old days. 74? No, even older. 72. <laughs> there was a wife in the olden days. No, 1872, Kendall. And she took a lover, don't you know? She was a wife down downtown Busheltown. Her husband was... Where'd she take Oh, him? God, Kendall. Did you realize the, the interruptions? And they're, they're just doing nothing but slowing us down. Oh, oh shit, shit, my finger's broken. Oh, well, that's, at least something good's happened today. Kendall, <laughs> anyway, there was this wife. And it was, you know, Busheltown, 1872. And oh, her her husband was the miller in town. And you know, she took a lover. He was a young, studly college student who was studying philosophy or, or did also a lot of, you know, chopping wood. So he had a good body. <laughs> philosophy and chopping wood. Yeah. And anyway, so she, she took, you know, took him on and they really had a very, you know, deep sexual connection. But unfortunately, one night, Kendall, her husband, uh-oh, she thought he had left and gone out on a business trip, but he had to turn his horses right around and come back home because he left his best neckerchief at home. So he, he came back inside, and oh, she was already in a deep bang session with this college student uh, lumber chopper. And oh, 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 please, I hope none of the other stories are quite so sexually explicit, boys. Not an, uh, an abandoned hospital. Alright, anyway, Kendall, the lover, uh-oh, he left that night, 
and they made plans for another rendezvous later in the week. A secret one, a clandestine one. But the wife, she was shocked when she was out behind the old tavern at midnight where she was supposed to meet him. And he stood her up. He'd never done it before, Kendall. Uh-oh. Uh-oh is right. And she couldn't contact him. All of her letters came back, returned to Cinder, and she sank into a deep despair. Okay, now I want to let you know I wrote this story. This is not a, a Danielle Steele novel. Kendall, a few months later, this wife, uh-oh, you know what she's doing? She's watering some saplings that her husband has just, you know, planted there on their property. And she's got her watering can and the sunlight and all this. And she hears on the breeze her lover. (laughs) Not that. She hears on the breeze her lover calling her name. Her name, by the way, was uh, uh, Shelly. She heard, Shelly, Shelly. And she turned around. She's like, is this my lover, that hot college student, the philosopher slash lumber jobber? But she didn't, there's nobody there, guys. There's nobody there. And so anyway, she she just was like, I guess it's in my imagination. So she went back the next week. It happened again. She went back week after week. Every time she was there watering those trees, she heard Shelly, Shelly. But nobody was ever there. And as time passed, of course, the trees became robust and she didn't have to go water them anymore because they were doing it on their own with the photosynthesis and all that stuff. And time also passed as these trees grew, everybody. Finally, the wife was 85. And her husband was long dead. And one night, a storm shook all of Busheltown. And it knocked over several of those big oak trees that used to be little saplings where she would water them uh oh and when she had the lumber people come and take it away uh, what did they find but her lover's skeletal body buried beneath the trees (laughs) oh oh, oh, my that one was very lengthy boy <laughs> took a long time. How did he get in the tree? Kendall did her husband killed him and buried him under the trees. Oh. Alright, let me know if you need me to explain any of the other ones. Oh dear, please pay attention. <laughs> you really boy. Alright, so whoever is I think I choose Mrs. Potter Churn to go next. Oh dear. Oh, that's terrifying, dear. Okay, dear. Well let me see. I've Oh, I've got a good one for us all, dear. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm excited. I'm ready. I'm ready. Dear, this story, it involves one of the most terrifying things that that we could ever discuss. Technology. Oh, no. No. <laughs> oh, goodness. It's I hope terrifying. it's not too scary, Sugarlum. Oh, 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 oh. oh my bowels You might want to cover take. your ears, dear. This one's going to terrify oh, you. Oh, no. Daffodil, I know how you always are worried about someone... Having your phone when you when you're not around and using it and taking pictures of things. Oh, it keeps me up at night, sugar lump. The very notion. Oh, well, well, dear, this a couple of months ago, this woman is a single mother and she bought a new cell phone. After a long day of work, she came home, placed her phone on the counter, and went to watch TV. Her son came home and asked if he would if he could play with her new phone. <laughs> she told him not to call anyone or mess with text messages. Oh, dear, you know, I would turn it into airplane mode if I were her because you know how dangerous that is for children to be playing on your phone. <laughs> Agreed. Well, dear, around 11.20, she was drowsy, so she decided to tuck her son in and go to bed. She walked to his room and saw that he wasn't there. She then ran over to her room to find him sleeping on her bed with the phone in his hand. That's scary enough. <laughs> Relieved, she picked her phone back up from his hand to inspect it. Browsing through it, she noticed only minor changes, such as a new background, banner, etc. But then she opened up her saved pictures, and she began deleting the pictures he had taken, only to find a new picture had remained. 
When she first saw it, she was in disbelief. It was her son sleeping on the bed, but the picture was taken by someone else above him, and it showed the left half of an elderly woman's face in the photo. Oh dear, isn't that terrifying? Oh, it is. What happened next? Oof. Oh dear, that's it. He was too afraid. That is scary. Now that I think of it, uh, it's terrifying. If you if you like picked up your phone and somebody had taken a photo of you sleeping from up above. Ooh. Whoa, you're right. All right, Mrs. Potter, Butter, Butter, yeah, I thought it was terrifying. I <laughs> Please don't get me started, Sugarlump. All right, Mrs. Potter, Butter, Butter, Churn. All right, who's next? You, Mrs. Potter, Butter, Butter, Churn gets to choose either Kendall or oh, Mr. Oh, Snowbottom. Oh, Mr. Snowbottom, do you know it's it's you should go next. It's age before beauty. <laughs> Oh, all right, Sugarlum, if you insist. <laughs> of course, my ghost story tonight is one that actually happened. <laughs> oh, dear. It's a very, very true story of something that happened to my Uncle Pepperoni back when he was a young man. <laughs> Uncle Pepperoni, he was visiting Gasville one weekend and he was on his way to church to visit his friend Samuel Isaac Worthington. And Uncle Pepperoni, he was driving down the road and he stopped to pick up a hitchhiking hobo, which was a very normal thing to do back in the olden days, boys, although it's very unsafe to do now. I, I, my mother told me Many times, never to pick a particular. Oh, well, she was right. But back then, it was very normal. And the hobo that my Uncle Pepperoni picked up, well, he introduced himself as a man called Milton Fortin, who was a down-on-his-luck industrialist. My Uncle Pepperoni asked him where he could let Mr. Fortin off. And Mr. Fortin chose the Greater Gasville bus station, boys. <laughs> and after my Uncle Pepperoni dropped Mr. Fulton off, well, a parking attendant knocked on his window of his old car. It was a very old car that had belonged to his father for many years. Well, the parking attendant asked my Uncle Pepperoni to please move the car out of the flow of traffic of the bus station. My Uncle Pepperoni told the parking attendant about the man, Milton Fortin, the unfortunate industrialist. And the parking attendant, ho, 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 he turned very pale, boys, and said that Milton Fortin had been dead for decades. Ooh. Whoa, it's crazy. Scary. Oh, and it's not over yet, everyone. Oh, no. Oh, dear, it's too scary to continue. Oh, well, it seems that after that, Uncle Pepperoni, well, he drove on to church, not knowing what to think or make of the last few hours of his life. Well, he sat down there in the sanctuary next to his friend, Samuel Isaac Worthington, and Samuel's face went white when Uncle Pepperoni told him about the bus station and Milton Fulton. Oh, no, you'll never guess what happened next, boy. Oh, sugar lump. Oh, I hope you're sitting. Oh, well, you are sitting down. That's good. Oh, I'm sitting down. My back is hurting, oh, dear, so I'm oh, sitting down on the oh, floor. Oh, thank heaven. Well, my, my uncle's friend, Samuel, happened to be a volunteer firefighter there in Gasville, and it seems that the entire bus station had burned down the night before. Oh, everyone he'd spoken to that entire morning had been a ghost. Oh, oh my God. Oh, wow. That is, that's a lot of ghosts in one, uh, like, a lot together like that. That's crazy how that happens. Oh, dear. What, what a wonderful way to, to tell a ghost story. I had so many ghosts in it. That was such a wonderful, scary story. <laughs> well, thank you, Sugarlump. I really owe it to my Uncle Pepperoni, who lived the entire thing. Oh, well, that that was scary. All right, Mr. Snobbottom, who do you pick? Oh, well, Candle Boy, I choose you. <laughs> Me? Okay. 
My turn. Here we go. All right. All right, everyone. There was a psychiatric nurse, and it was very early in her career. It was a dark and stormy night. She worked at a resident uh, residential mental health facility, and one of the residents was an uh, uh, was an elective mute, which you know he couldn't or wouldn't talk, but there was no medical reason as to why. And he had spoken earlier in his life, and in fact seemed quite normal back then, but with the exception of being close to seven feet tall. He had been raised in the deep south and joined the military when he was 19, but one night he vanished. He was declared AWOL and eventually he was declared missing and finally dead. Ten years go by. A seven foot tall man walks into a hospital emergency room in the Midwest and said to the receptionist, My name is Marion Duchesne and I've been dead for ten years. Those were the last words he ever spoke. He was covered with dust and he was wearing the same clothes he'd been reported to be wearing the night he vanished. His social security number had not been used and he had no identification on his person. However, they were able to identify him via fingerprints. The family was notified, but they said they had already grieved their lost loved one and whoever was claimed to be him simply could not be true. They demanded not to be contacted again. Oh, Kendra, I'm going to admit that once you said seven feet tall, I got so scared that I just tuned completely out. And because it's just out of fright, a fright, a fright, a fright. The good thing you did because it was terrifying. Ooh. Oh, dear. I, I, I should really get back to moving these chairs. Do we have so many more to get? Oh, you're right about that sugar lump. That's all I've been able to think about for the last few minutes while Kendall was going on and on about something over there. <laughs> all right, everyone. Well, uh, hurry this up so you can come help us lift furniture, boys. <laughs> oh, well, we. We've got plenty more to do, uh, Cliff. Lots, uh, should lots. We, do we need to move back in the booth? Yes, let's get this stuff. All right, let's get more comfortable in the booth. Oh, I fixed my dinger, by the way. Oh! Okay, all right. All right, Cliff. We put it off long enough. It's time to get to helping some people. Uh, better get to helping. Uh, 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 better get to helping. You've got questions. We've got answers. Dear Cliff and Kendall. Oh. All right, Cliff. I got a letter here. All right. Open it up. Open the letter. Open the letter. Open and I'm opening the letter. Here we go. All right. Dear Cliff and Kendall. Yeah. I was deeply hurt after going to a barbecue at my oldest daughter's home. It was to celebrate my granddaughter's fourth birthday. My daughter's husband is from Thailand, and he barbecued beautiful dishes of shrimp and something that looked like a gigantic crawfish. It was a beautiful spread. And while my, my daughter is accustomed to and enjoys this food, she and her husband are aware that I, my husband, her sister, and her niece are not accustomed to it. We simply don't like the flavor or the texture. When I asked my daughter if there was any hot dogs or anything we could grill, at least my for the, the nine-year-old granddaughter, she got angry and said she eats what her husband cooks. I felt our part of the family was not even being considered. I was hurt for my youngest daughter and my other granddaughter, who had literally nothing to eat that they could even remotely like. Am I wrong for feeling ignored, being invited to a barbecue where my daughter knew all the food being offered were things we wouldn't like? And that's signed help by who? Oh, it's unsigned. They didn't even unsigned. Well, then unanswered. All right, next question. <laughs> Moving on. Is oh, here's this one. Here, okay, right, I already I opened it. I steamed it open while you were reading all that. Unfortunately, the rules state if it's unsigned, I cannot answer. So it remains that way. All right, that's them's the breaks. Them's the breaks. Them's the breaks. Those are the three words. Kendall, this letter says, dear. Cliff and Kendall, I am a news nut. Since adolescence, I have loved watching the news and staying informed about current events. I also have a, had a problem since childhood. When I see a person get an injection, I have a physical reaction. I shiver, physical I shiver from reaction. head to toe. 
Because of the pandemic, Cliff and Kendall, I can no longer watch the news broadcasts that I so dearly love because they constantly show people getting vaccinated. Does anybody else have the same reaction with needles? Any suggestions? And that's titled Squeamish in the Squalth Squishletown Squabberbs. <gasps> well, I've got the perfect Uh-oh. solution for that person, Cliff. For Squeamish. I say, you know, turn the news off. Take your remote. Click it off. Then what you're going to want to do is go over to your phone. <gasps> you want to go into the podcast under iTunes or go to Podbean and search Cliff and Kendall. And there you will find Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast. <gasps> and you will listen to that. Days on end, there are hundreds and hundreds of shows in our archive <gasps> to keep you busy for decades or until the shot, just, shots are over. Just do it. That's all I have to add. Help. Helped him. Help. Help him. was on the way. And also dims the brakes. And break. those are also the brakes. That's true. This is what's truer. Uh, truer words have yet to be spoken. Okay. That's all I know. Oh, Cliff. Oh, look. They are putting the last stack over oh, there on the trailer. Thank God they filled it up finally before we got done with this oh. show. All right. Well, let's. I, I, I guess we've gone long enough now that the chair is. It's done. fine. Well, let's. <laughs> we can, can end, end it. it. Let's happily. sit in here for a few more minutes and <clears throat> pretend to talk just in case. Oh, if you keep doing that, I'm not going uh, to. Kendall, shut it like you have standards. All right. This has been Cliff and Kendall, coast to coast. <laughs> They've been lowered year after year. Yes, we'll see you next week. Hi, ghosts. I ain't afraid no go, 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 go. Thanks for listening to Cliff and Kindle Coast to Coast. Binge listen to more episodes at cliffandkindle.podbean.com. And when the night falls, they'll kill us all. Oh, there are ghosts all around me. I think there is one haunting Control. I ain't afraid of no ghosts.